Welcome to Road to Blake Street. Banter. Tyler, say hi. Hey. hey, hey. James, say hi. Hi. We are back. Oh, I've noticed I've never introduced myself when I do this. I'm Aaron on the ones and twos here. So I don't know if anybody actually knows who I am or not. So because I don't ever introduce myself. You guys never tell me. You guys never pay attention to me. Well, like we were just saying, we're so professional and well done that, you know, we just, yeah, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Are the spirit of Blake Street Banner. So it's like nothing more needs to be said. Like you just are Blake Street Banner. Just encompassing everything that it is. Yeah. Something, so yeah, something like that. We're going to go roll with that. We are here with week three of the minor league season. No. Yeah. Yeah. Week three of the minor league season. Uh, a decent week for the affiliates. We had a f- one winning record, one losing record, a 500. So all over the place, but I want to say something because I saw Miguel Cabrera's 3,000 hit live, and it was easily the coolest thing I have ever seen. And if you ever get a chance to go to a milestone game, do so. Like, it was absolutely incredible. The entire crowd, him hitting it opposite field, like everybody knew it. It was like I was in right center, seeing it coming. Like, if it kept rolling, I would have been able to catch it. Like, it was just absolutely cool incredible incredible place to be at on on saturday yeah i i you had i don't know how you bought those tickets honestly (laughs) got so lucky man it was they tigers had a deal 2022 deal you can buy tickets to any of these games for 20 dollars and 22 cents and so i bought a whole bunch for me and my family on new year's day and it just so happened to work out that Miguel Cabrera's 3,000 hit. Because we had a rain out on Friday. Like, they were supposed to play on Friday, and it didn't happen in his first at-bat. So, yeah, that was that's my highlight. That was my highlight. Yeah, uh, I've never heard of the stars aligning more perfectly. <laughs> yeah, they must have just known that my shitty week before that was super shitty. So, like, hey, we're going we're gonna to throw you a bone. Here's the soul of Blake Street Banjer. Here, you can uh, kind of relish in this moment right now. I know I got experience with my son, so it was sweet. Life's a lot like baseball, right? You know, when you're struggling, it'll throw you a nugget every now and then to keep you showing up, right? (laughs) It added a little oomph to my step, I will tell you that. It was sweet. Um, So speaking of real oomph, let's talk about some players. As always, me and Tyler are here to introduce you some dudes that you might not know. Um, I'm going to throw you Nick Kennedy. We talked a lot about him last week on the pod, about his immaculate inning, three outs, seven strikes. Um, but here he is. He's a fifth-round pick from 2017. Been grinding. If you look at his stats, his traditional stats, none of them say, like, he's outstanding. But he's still here. He's still doing things. And he's been absolutely lights out this year. Uh, six games, 7.1 innings pitched, two saves, and two opportunities. Taking advantage of everything he can. And seven strikeouts to zero walks. So he is one of the guys that Norfield calls on when the Hartford yard goats have a lead. He's one of like the four or five guys that he's really relying on there. And Nick Kennedy is just making a name for himself. It's really cool. Sticking same theme, you know, guys that are just shut down relievers so far this year. Dropping a level to Spokane. We got Luke Taggart. 2021 undrafted free agent so i mean that's kind of crazy that this guy didn't get drafted last year got signed by the rockies now he's in spokane he's in high a he's one of the three rockies guys from the 2021 class to be in spokane so that's pretty sweet and he was undrafted 
his stats on the year so far, nine innings, five base runners allowed, 12 Ks, no runs. Undrafted. We, I, the Rockies just have a thing for undrafted relief talent. It's, it's going crazy. There's Dugan Darnell, Luke Taggart. Tanner Probst is another one. Like, there's just some guys that are shoving. Love to see it. Big, big arm barn guys. And if you weren't listening last week, spoiler alert, Luke Taggart is coming up on a banner session soon. He's on a bus right now. We were supposed to talk to him tonight, but he's like, no, going to get in late. So we're going to try to talk to him next week. So look for that banter session in about a month or so. Um, Beard regimen. He's going to tell us how he keeps up with it. He says not a lot, but I know he's lying to me when he DMs me that. But we are going to have Luke on. It's going to be sweet. Yeah, and he also has two saves. So keep that out there. I missed that, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's roll with it. We are not going to be as long-winded as this time. We're going to try to keep it short and concise. So we're just doing, oh, wow, a slumper. And, hey, did you see this from that series? Type thing from each uh, affiliate. And let's start with low A, Fresno. Wait, no, yeah. Let's start with low A, Fresno. Fresno had their very first rain out since 2019. I guess it just doesn't rain in Fresno, even though they're agriculture one of the Americas. Like, it's just weird. Seems like irrigation irrigation systems are great. Rain, not so good. (laughs) They just get water. They just suck it out of the ground or something. All the groundwater. Yeah, whatever they do, (laughs) they're doing out there. That's great. Because we bring that up because there wasn't a lot of huge positives from Fresno who went one and five um this week just not just not their week back home didn't really do a lot of cool things but um one of the wows that that stood out to me was um Benny Montgomery kind of uh just finding his power like remember Zach V last year he didn't hit his first home run until June July Benny Montgomery already has two he has a triple this week he had one home run this week five RBIs a stolen base 790 OPS, 263 batting average. So, like, those traditional numbers aren't there. But, like, if you have a slow week as a team and you have five RBIs for that team, I think that is something there. He just built different. I think I said that last time. He's just a guy that can do it as out of a high school first professional year is already doing pretty well against the the competition. Like, it's just cool seeing Benny Montgomery be legit. Well, if yeah. you've ever heard him talk, you know, he's not short of confidence at no, all. No, he's not. <laughs> and he has the talent to back it up. So uh, it's just a matter of time before he really kills stuff, you know. Um, one guy that I was looking at in Fresno was, um, and apologies if I don't say this correctly, Adil Amador, um, 19-year-old from the DR. And he's hitting 327 on the season, plays shortstop. OPS is about 950. Um, he had six wa- walks last week, which is – a lot in one week the two k's uh, yeah so the guys the guy's vision is is already um very much above average for the level that he's playing at um you know he's only 19 not a lot of hype around him like in montgomery but um so good to see him put in a good week and hopefully he can get some more here soon yeah you probably just stole tyler's man probably loves him a little amador I, yeah, I do. Um, I, I think he was my wow guy last week. I think that by the end of the season, he's going to be a top 100 guy. I don't know why his his hitting ability hasn't gotten the love. Like six walks to two Ks in a week is 
I mean, it's one week, but that's just, it's a testament to who he is. Uh, fortunately, I had a backup. Wow, guy. <laughs> and that's Evan Shaver. I, I know I've mentioned him a couple times in our in our pot history. He turned in a nice quality start this week, six innings, no runs. Um, you know, five hits and two walks, not, you know, stellar, but keeping it scoreless, 4Ks to moot. He's got no runs on the season against him so far. So this dude is shoving, shoving Shaver. I, I we'll, we'll iron that out. We'll figure out a perfect nickname for him, but something along those lines. Chauver is shoving. Yeah, he's he. I saw a few of his highlights. He's fun to watch up there too. Uh, just electric stuff. It's who's gonna get called up first? Like these guys are putting these numbers up. Like you got Benny and you got Amador. I'm just so I'm just waiting on pins and needles. Like when these happen, I don't think the first call up last year happened till May. So we're still waiting. Like it's still early, right? It's the week number three, but I'm just, I think we need next pot or two. We need to take guesses of who's getting called up and when and how that adjusts going, going forward. With all the highlights, I think we're going to switch up this, <laughs> the, the rotation. We're going to go low lights first, next affiliate, the low lights um, person struggling. Juan Brito was on fire last week, this week, struggling. 167 average with a 540 ER um, OPS, just one double on three hits, uh, four strikeouts to four walks, not bad. Got got, got caught stealing twice, uh, just was really high, coming right back down low. Again, the whole team was struggling, so wonder if that's part of it. But Juan Brito, who became quickly a fan favorite last week, is coming back down to reality. They're adjusting to him, so hopefully he comes back hot next week. And kind of the same story with Yankiel Fernandez. I th- actually, he wasn't a wow last week. He, you know, had a solid first week of the season, but this week hit 222, you know, just one extra base hit, struck out five times. Not a terrible week, but for a guy who I'm, I'm really high on, I consider this kind of a slump of a week, uh, just the 578 OPS. So him and Brito, two guys that I think have a lot of potential to thrive down in Fresno. Not a great third week of the season. We're hoping to see some some bounce backs with those two guys. James, what do those guys need to do to make get better? Uh, just don't suck. You know, be athletic. Um, I think if they can really focus on those two things, that's going to really set them apart. Um, that's that's in my mind. You know, that's in my expertise. Right. I mean, that's good. That's good advice. I think I'm going to take that into tomorrow. Don't suck, Aaron. Yeah. Don't yeah. suck. You got this, Aaron. <laughs> Don't suck. <laughs> let's let's move east. Let's go to Hartford. I absolutely love watching this Hartford yard goats team. Did you guys watch that all this week? Well, you know, of course, I, I saw the one thing that I'm sure you're going to talk at length about. Yeah, don't uh, don't take it from me. Don't take I'm it. Not, don't not. take it. Don't do it. And Tyler, I apologize for taking your wow um out from under you there but um yeah uh Hartford is always fun to watch for some reason I'm not quite sure what's in the water over there but they they are gritty they grind games they grind at bats like it was it was really fun they had fun come back from behind and just what they're doing out there is just fun baseball i.e. Spokane Indians 2021 season um Hartford had pretty good outings for very first shutout was on Tuesday, the opening game of the series. They had the first shutout of any affiliate in any of any of the Rockies. 
that was on Kaufman, friend of the pods, day, uh, outing, 680 pitch, 9Ks, zero runs, just fantastic, zero hits. I'll say that again for you in the back. Zero hits. Um, and then they had 15 strikeouts as a team on the 21st as an entire squad. Just big, big arms. They're, they're arm barn. If you're watching them for anything, watch it for the arm barn. I just realized we skipped Spokane, so we'll come back to it later. We're all over the place. We don't know what we're doing. Remember that. Let's start with the lows since I already screwed up. Um, my low is Aaron Shunk. Struggled at the end of last year. Was doing okay at the beginning of this year. Is coming back down. Only three hits last week in 20 at-bats. Five strikeouts to zero walks. 300 OPS. Um a lot of his at-bats, he's getting good stuff on the ball when he's making contact. I think it's more of just unlucky right now, but just feeling for him because he's a top 30 guy. Like, he's got these expectations. I hope he lives up to him soon. Yeah. Um, sorry, Tyler, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just going to build on what Aaron said. Like, his, his pro debut was so good after being – believe he was a second round pick so the you know the hype was really there and it's been a rough two years for him or at least year and a half year and a quarter how however you want to lump this start to the season in um you know a lot of things can fall down on you as a prospect in a short amount of time so i i really hope that he can kind of do something to turn his stock around it's it's kind of getting that concerning territory pretty fast yeah and double a is really you know, Aaron hit on it that guys are grinding a lot harder because double A really is where prospects are um, separating themselves to being big league material, right? So I think once mm -hmm. you hit that double A level, um, the grind factor and the the mental aspect of the game really becomes much more of a factor than in those lower levels. And so um, hopefully he can put that mental piece together. Um, you know, that's really all I got to say about it. But my my wow and, and slumper is the same person in Hartford. It's no. How does Davis. that make sense? It's Noah Davis because just listen, man, uh, get out of here, dude. He pitched thirteen. <laughs> he's pitched thirteen innings. You you want to guess how many strikeouts he has? Forty eight. <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> Twenty one. I know it's incredible. Yeah, it really is. But then you look at the ERA and it's seven point four three. Um, and so that's why he's both my wow and my, my slumper because, uh, the strikeouts are so much fun to watch, but it looks like in true to the game of baseball today is that he's either striking him out or he's giving up a home run mm -hmm. is kind of what's going on right now with Noah. So I, I don't have any concerns. I mean, obviously the strikeouts speak for themselves as far as the stuff goes, it's just more, more of the mental and, um, control coming into it um so I'm, I'm looking forward to him getting a lot more consistent throughout the season but right now that's 7.43 just ain't doing it for me yeah yeah I'll, I'll accept that that sleeper or that slumper and wow in the same just you know I won't James James did do a good job explaining it <laughs> I think frankly you see that the K numbers are what really matters to me like you're gonna see an ERA inflated by like one or two mislocations and those are really important but I think as the season goes on, those are going to get ironed out a bit. And we're going to see Noah Davis just missing a ton of bats. Guys can't hit him. So there's a lot to like with what he's done, despite the, the high ERA. Mm -hmm. 
with him too i saw he was working on a new grip and the grip that he'd had like that pitch like moved like 15 feet horizontally i think with his stuff like he's really got to adjust like where it's going to end up and how he's pitching with it and if he's working on this new grip new movement and really trying to figure that out but his stuff is just so nasty who's your who's your that's why it's so hard to evaluate pitchers in the minors at all because um you know for entire months at a time they could be working on one pitch and guys know that for example i remember there was a spell when john gray was in the minors and he was working exclusively on his changeup and he's getting rocked but like nobody's concerned about it because he's just ironing out a changeup you know exactly yeah noah's ironing some stuff out so but my my slumper sticking on the mound mitch kilkenny second start kind of back to back where things just really got every start he's had this year has just kind of gotten away from him this week just made it through two innings I think there there had to have been something else that happened because he only faced 11 batters so like maybe the plan was to keep it short maybe he kind of tweaked something but same kind of deal as the rest of this season uh you know walked too many guys for a control specialist Mm -hmm. gave up a home run his sixth homer of the season that is not going to fly so or would love to see Mitch Kilkenny kind of get back to what he does which is limit hard contact and limit walks just hasn't been able to pull that off this is his first year in double a right yeah so you know it's it is something we've seen. yeah yeah it's it's pretty normal to see yeah stuff like this but you know for a guy who has the underwhelming stuff you know he's not going to blow you away it you know, it's harder to find those gains at the next level. Like with Carl Kaufman, I think he does have some pretty nasty stuff. And so that's where those gains that we're seeing now have come from is just the stuff catching up. Yeah. And if we remember Kaufman, his, his struggles last year were very real and he, yeah, yeah, he's doing great this year. Um, So the wows, like when I said the Hartford Yardgos had a nice week, they went, uh, what was it? I, three and three, like they could have easily gone a six and oh this week. They had a lot of good highlights. Um, I don't know which one to pick, so I'm not going to take James's because whatever I'll have is thunder. Um, I'm going friend of the pod, and this is probably like a top three highlight. Uh, Willie Mack, just I love his numbers. It's just it's fun. Like, I think this is just catchers in the Rocky system here on out 944 OPS with a 222 batting average. Just all power, two homers, a double, three RBIs, a stolen base, uh, and just when he hits it, it just it just flies. It's you know it right off the bat, and it's just it's really cool watching him take these at bats. Obviously, like you know the two twenty two batting average kind of sucks, but Willie Max when he makes contact, it's productive. It's productive contact every single time. So Willie Mack is my highlight. Yeah, and I'll go with another bat. Someone that was on the slump list last week, Mike Toglia, the strikeouts are still kind of a concern at this point. A lot Mm -hmm. of his outs are being – way too many of his outs are being made via the strikeout. I, I, You know, we're kind of seeing that at the big league level with with some guys like Brennan Rogers and even Chris Bryant, that their swings just look a little out of whack. So early in the season, you can kind of let these things slide that, you know, some guys are just missing a little bit. But fortunately, this week, Toglia got back in the homer column, also hit a triple, two doubles. So, like, things were happening for him. But, again, almost every time he did get out, it was via strikeout. I think he had a 4K game 
definitely had a 3K game. I don't know if it turned into the golden sombrero, but hopefully he cuts down on those. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to bring that up. 11Ks and 24 at-bats. It's a lot. Spoiler That's... alert, that is a lot. <laughs> that is way too much right now. All right, James, take your take your highlight. Yeah, mine's, um, and mine's Carlos Perez, who I was hired on. Hartford, brother. Oh, sorry. This guy, this guy just jumping, jumping ahead. Wait, we have to jump back to Spokane. I know. Come on, James, keep up. Ezekiel no, Tavar. Ezekiel Tavar had a game-winning home run. The second of that game had some slick glove work. Ezekiel Tovar. Um, we have some highlights and go check out the newsletter that is dropping. If you don't know it, go to the link tree in the um in the description here. Find us on the social. But Ezekiel Tavar went ham that night. And that home run was a no doubter. Oh, that was so much fun to so much fun to watch. Yeah, he's certified electric. Tovar season. Yeah, he's the first one getting called up, baby. Yeah, right. <laughs> this guy. That's a callback joke from earlier pods. So if you haven't listened to that pod, go back to, I think it was number eight. So <laughs> leave it at that. All right, let's get back. Let's get this shit back on track. We are going to save Carlos Perez, sir. We're going to go to Spokane first. Mm. Um, none of us got to see any of the games because they were playing um, Hillsborough, who doesn't have TV coverage just like they don't. Um, but Spokane went four and two. They were our, our uh, winning affiliate, four and two. Not bad up there. Um, the low light for me in Spokane was, is Eddie Diaz. Love his speed. I just don't want the dude to repeat last year. And it makes me sad. It makes me freak out a little bit that it might happen. Last year, last week, 396 OPS, 158 batting average. Four strikeouts to one walk, no stolen bases. Um, it was only on base four times, three hits um, in the 19 at bats. It's just, I want Eddie Diaz to not be broken. And I need his speed on the base pass. I need to see him do things because he is a solid dude. All the things he did for Fresno to hanging out there in this offseason. Like you want these guys, these solid dudes to do work and not be broken. So I'm a little worried about Eddie. Struggled last week, but hopefully. This off day today comes back. He figures it out. Another guy who's broken at the moment is Julio Carreras, teammate of his. I don't know. I don't know how their defensive like positioning's been. I don't know if they're like a double play combo or not, but I, I think they are. Anyway, Carreras has kind of had the Mike Toglia syndrome. He's up to 19 Ks on the season in 57 plate appearances. That's like a 35% rate. This week, he struck out nine times, uh, walked just once. He did add a triple and a double, which are cool, but, you know, he hit 227 and struck out a lot. He's he's kind of just staying on my permanent slump list at the moment. Yeah, that's not a good place to be. <laughs> James was on there for a few days, and I know he didn't like that. No, that was, that was miserable. <laughs> no food on the permanent slump list you don't get to eat <laughs> <laughs> nothing there but uh, like yeah go ahead no you no you you go ahead i'm done go ahead i'm muted okay uh my my slumper is uh austin kitchen he's um a reliever and he's just not getting it done at the moment um he's not somebody that has a lot of hype so he's somebody that really has to grind for 
just about everything. Um, he was an accomplished college college guy at Coastal Carolina, um, but right now he's he's really slumping hard on the mound. So um, hopefully we can the kitchen will get back get back to throwing the sink and everything else. This guy, <laughs> this guy, gotta love all the kitchen puns that are out there. So at least we do have that. Yeah, he, he started this past week, and so hopefully maybe he needs to go back to the bullpen or whatever they figure out up there. Highlights. Spogan was on fire. Again, winning record for the week. I'm going with Joe Rock. Dude, does it again. Like, he, when you hear his banter session, which might drop this week, we'll see what my life gets together. Might drop it Wednesday. You know what? We are dropping Joe Rock Wednesday. I got time. I'll figure it out. I got you, fam. Joe Rock, six inning pitch, one end run, three hits, two walks, seven Ks. 0.833 whip is what that ends up translating to. Obviously, we weren't able to see any highlights, but I imagine it was fun as hell watching him, big Joe Rock, rock it out there. Um, every chance I can, I am watching that man start. It's, his stuff is so much fun. Yeah, he's pretty sure. intense too, so he's fun to watch. because Yeah, if he's, he's got in, that arrogance. He's the best of you, he'll let you know it. Yes, I love his his demeanor out there it's the good kind of fun to watch demeanor i gotta make sure that our our representative of the northwest player of the week gets mentioned i think he would have regardless but zach veen yes, has a, a nice little week 1300 ops three doubles a homer scored four times like he was back he had a he had a slow couple weeks to start the season but, I mean, last year he had a slow, like, first three weeks. So, he's kind of already hitting his stride. I predicted at the beginning of the year he's going to go 30 for 30, like an ESPN film, and that's <laughs> what is going to happen here. So, glad to see him get going, winning Northwest Player of the Week. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about his line is seven strikeouts and 19 at-bats. I mean, that's – it's not pretty, but we've seen a lot of superstars have similar issues. Trevor Story struck out so much his his rookie year and was um you know flirting with all-star and rookie of the year and all that so it's not a huge factor if you're getting it done in your other plate appearances but yeah we're almost at that point in baseball like it does do the k's really matter like obviously we're concerned about it and they should be concerned about it but if you're producing if your batting average is 474 if you're getting on base if you're producing all the other bets again does it really matter take it back to the Joey Gallo conversation that everybody loves to have. Uh, it's just it's kind of interesting to see how it plays out and all the different perspectives on strikeouts being an issue or not. Who knows? I think, I think Aaron, you and us, our generation and the generation before us, definitely our father's generation was strikeouts was a, such a prideful thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the thing that kind of hangs. I'm going to call us old timers, old timers up. We are old, man. We're post 30. <laughs> Yeah, is is strikeouts being a pride issue? You know, it's uh, it goes back to you know, um, I don't know. I think about instances where like it's better to let the ball hit you than let it get by you. You know, yeah. you'd rather withstand the physical pain than than the mental pain of letting a ball get by you. It's like it's just such a pride thing, and I it's hard for us to get over that. But that's the way the game is now. Yeah, it's not really that big of an issue right now. It's just like all right, strike out. You know. I think it can get problematic, but like we just saw with Mike Toglia, 
you went from having a horrible first two weeks with a ton of K's to a really good week with a lot of K's. So that's just kind of how it rolls when you strike out a lot is you're going to, you know, have your weeks where you have eight extra base hits or something, but then you're going to have weeks where you get like one hit. So right. it's, I think I think with Veen, though, he's going to cut the strikeouts like he did last year. I think in the second half, he struck out less than 20% of the time, which is above average. Whereas in the beginning of the season, it was kind of like Zach Veen's making a lot of outs to be able to strike out. So I think he'll kind of cut those down, put a lot more balls in play. Yeah, that's – it's just also like adjusting to the new league and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right, AAA, Albuquerque, your town. Um I didn't get to, a, I didn't get to give my my wow of the week. Oh my god. What? I just want to shout out Drew Romo. I know you don't like me jumping. <laughs> I, I know you don't like me jumping Willie Mack, but Drew Romo is um he had five RBIs, a home run, and hit four hundred. So I mean and he's really fun to play with on uh the show twenty two if you haven't yet. <laughs> All right, I'll give you that. If you can drop a Drew, Drew Romo in there, that's fine. All right, moving on up. Let's finish it off hot. Albuquerque isotopes. Um, I just had it, then I lost it. Where do they go? Come on, man, be better. Two and four this past week against Round Rock. Not a lot of runs, not a lot of things happening in a few of those games. And the announcers, you have no idea how lucky we are to have the guys that call the play-by-plays with the affiliates because the announcers for Round Rock were terrible <laughs> absolutely terrible so if you ever have to listen to round rocks as a isotopes fans don't do it no offense to them like they're obviously way better at it than i am but it was very hard to listen um i put it out there don't like take a take a drink every time they said a certain thing like it was it was that bad boom goes the dynamite not that terrible but might be the same guy um low lights from albuquerque um I hate to say it, but Sean Bouchard just not having it, didn't have it last week. 0.06 batting average, 330 OPS, three RBIs still. When you don't score a lot of runs as a team, like three RBIs still kind of a big deal, but only had one hit in the 15 plate appearances he had. Um, just sucks. Doesn't like, don't like to see it. I wasn't able to see him as batting his plate appearances, so I don't know much more than that than the stats, but. Just sucks because he was doing pretty good the week before. So going good, going bad. Just these weekly long series, I think we're going to see that a little bit. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Bouchard's three RBIs all came in yesterday's game. So, I mean, you know, he's only saved because of one one good game so far. Right. In the last week. Um, my low light is we didn't have any Montero home runs. No Montero bombs. 20, 26 plate appearances and and no extra base hits, man. Uh, you get so excited listening to the ball off of his bat because dude is just scary, powerful. It does sound different. And he just didn't run into one last week, and so that's why I'm disappointed. But I'm I'm not worried. No, none of us are worried. He'll be good. He'll be fine. It's like, it's my my low light is. Uh, he joins Julio Carreras in the permanent slump list. No. Ryan Valade. And this wasn't a, a terrible week for him. He drew three walks. He only struck out once. But his bat is just, like, for the last year plus, has just been so low impact. Like, he's, you know, he's racked up a fair amount of singles. He's worked his approach pretty well. But, like, he's playing in Albuquerque. This is a guy who should be hitting 20-plus homers, you know, 
just racking up stats and he's just not so Ryan Vallade is member number two of my permanent slump list I would love to take him off I would <laughs> I just can't justify it at this point in time if anybody sees Ryan Vallade um, out there please let him know he is on Tyler's slump list and hopefully that motivates him to get off of it <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't do that um some encouragement please yeah right um forgot to give you the highlights of the isotope series um they had two call-ups one just kind of both fillers neither one of them made an appearance but colton walker and julian fernandez were with the big league club for at least one day one game uh injuries the double header on saturday allowed julian to get called up and be part of the bullpen again not did make an appearance but he was up there so we did have two call-ups. So James is officially wrong that Colton Welker was the first call-up, not Ezekiel Tavar. So that's a big deal. Welker doesn't count. He was up last year. No, that's not how this works. I'm right. You're we wrong. Need, we need better definitions. Fine. I will define this as James is wrong. Wows. <laughs> the isotopes. I have to start because I, I just have a – I'm building the hype train – on Ryan Feltner. Ah, uh, that's a good one. The train is just, it's chugging. Like, it is going to, we're, we're looking, you know, it's getting bad. If you are in front of that train, you are not going to live another day. Ryan Feltner is just slaying hitters. This week, five innings, 10 Ks, and just one earned run. It's become the norm this season. You know, I made a tweet the other day that, you know, people have been knocking the Rockies pitching depth, and it's because <laughs> They bought into Ryan Feltner's like little cup of coffee he got last year after he threw like 130 innings right. in his first season back from COVID. His arm was dead at the end of last season. When his arm is live, you see what he's doing right now. He throws 95, 96, uh, you know, the pretty lively fastball and three quality secondary pitches. So Ryan Feltner is a good enough to be in an MLB rotation right now. He's that guy. And yeah, it's interesting because Chad Cool is cool weighted out there as the fifth starter. So it's really the next injury. You have to imagine Feltner is getting it. Um, knock on wood to no injuries, right? But Feltner, Feltner's definitely next on that list. Dude, his stuff was so good that night. It was it was fun to watch. That was it was electric. Nasty, nasty stuff. My guy, Winton Bernard had a two home run game. Um, he, I think he just got tired of running super fast around bases. So he's like, nah, I'm just going to trot. I'm old. I'm going to do this by the long ball, two homers, one triple, an OPS of 1.3333333, five RBIs, two runs and a 273 batting average. And you know, that man was smiling the entire time and having a blast while he was hitting blasts. My guy, Winston Bernard was hot. Can we get another three on that OPS, please? <laughs> <laughs> we got jamesy this is you your time to shine up. you are ending it you are ending the pod with your mans go ahead take take yeah, it uh the venezuelan crash davis uh, <laughs> Perez, um catcher he hit two home runs both solo shots uh wish he had some more people on the table for him there but um dude's got power he almost hit 40 bombs last year uh, in triple a so i don't i'm not really quite understanding why this guy isn't on a big league club with that amount of power so um but he's doing it man he is he is one powerful dude 
he is such an interesting one because he's not in the 40 man. So like, they're going to have to put somebody off of it to put him on there. And like, I don't, he's, 30, he's 31. I mean, right. I, don't say, I definitely don't want to say he's destined to be, you know, a, a minor league journeyman, but he seriously, he's the Venezuelan crash Davis is the best <laughs> way I can put. It. Yeah. It's, it's because how much longer do they have Nunez doing his thing? And if you have, Perez, who can possibly do it differently. I don't know. It's just, that is, it's still interesting. We talked about a spring training catching battle, but now it's still kind of going on in the season because right now Nunez has two hits on nine at bats up at the big league club, um, 222 average. So I don't know. It's just interesting. It's interesting to see. So that's it. Anything for the good of the cause, fellas? Just keep rolling. Just keep rolling. Just keep rolling. Especially All right. if your name is Ryan Feltner, keep rolling. <laughs> keep putting it out there. Yeah, you're you're on one. You get so you're on the Chad Cool <laughs> take. You are on the Feltner take. Like you're feeling yourself a little bit right now, Tyler, and that's okay. Had to had to inject some spice into this, uh, <laughs> especially here in the finale. Love it. Um, if you don't know about it, our newsletter is out probably by the time you're listening to this. Go find our link tree, the Substack all on the socials it's out, out there um but more in depth about each series more in depth about our guys and the top prospects and the other guys that you might not know about um k-dub does a nice one with purple row but i will say ours is better because it's ours not his so go check out ours and then check out his his will be linked at the bottom too we love k-dub he's he's our guy so shout out to each other we got this but we are here for your minor league coverage that way you can talk about it at your next uh, water table talk at work do they still do that are there still water tank talks oh yeah all the time. i think they call it water cooler talks there's i i knew tanks wasn't it i knew it was carlos perez dingers were just on my mind so i did tanks was there all right shut the fuck up aaron all right go rocks minor league affiliates Woo! thank you for watching and listening please check out our link tree for more content